Greetings, people of my God. Welcome to worship on this, the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. Uh, for our friends who are worshiping online or on the, on the radio, just a reminder that you can go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you can find, under the resources tab, there's a, there's a place to click there for the bulletin. You can follow along with the bulletin there. And uh, there's also a give tab where you can give your offering to the Lord and the church. I've got a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship. Um, as you maybe guessed, we're having a few power issues here at Chapel of the Cross. Yes, we did pay our power bill. Um, and yes, Ameren did promise to get uh, our power on, but not yet. Uh, it's going to be a little while, I guess. Um, just a few things to be aware of as we're going through the power issues. You notice it's a little warmer in here. That's because our power has uh, uh, in, impacted our air conditioning, so apologize about it being a little stuffy. Also, the elevator is not working, so if you need to go downstairs, you'll need to use, use the, uh, the stairs. And uh, the bathrooms that are, uh, the east bathrooms here down this hallway, are do, uh, they don't have power uh, this morning. So, But the west bathrooms down the, the, the other hallway going toward room A, those do have power, so you can use those bathrooms up here. Um, so, Thanks for bearing with us and rolling with the punches as we deal with some issues. Hopefully by next Sunday, that will all be resolved. Uh, we, we pray that that will be the case. A few other announcements to share with you before we begin worship. We, we're uh, planning on having two events after church today. Our chap chapel's life team is hosting a video uh, showing featuring Focus on the Family series that gives, gives a, a little bit of an idea of how to discuss our, our life-affirming views with others. Uh, that can be kind of a, a tough subject to broach with other people. So um, that is going to be happening in room A. So room A has lights, uh, so that, that will be in room A. And then the member orientation meeting, that will be following the late service as well. That's especially for newer members of Chapel of the Cross, but really it's for anybody who would like to know a little bit more about their church, so you're all invited to that. That's going to be down in the gym. Um, so down by the kitchen over there, that's where we'll meet for the member orientation after church today. And there is lunch provided for both gatherings, so please join us for, for one or both of those gatherings. Grief, grief share, grief support groups begin meeting this week. There are two times when the groups meet, uh, Tuesdays from 2 to 4 p.m. starting on August 8th, and then Thursdays from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. starting on August 10th. Uh, please call the church office to sign up or for some more information about that. And please, if you wouldn't mind, to share that uh, information with others who might be in a grief situation. It's a very helpful thing to go through when, when, you're, when you're dealing with grief. So more information is in your Chapel Weekly about Grief Share. Second Saturday's Women's Fellowship is this upcoming Saturday, August 12th. That starts at 9.30 in the morning, goes to about 12 noon. We ask, you, we ask uh, the ladies to bring a light brunch item to share, and all, all ladies are invited from Chapel of the Cross and elsewhere. Uh, please note that our Helping Hands Food Pantry has shared that there are some specific food items that they need at this time. So they're very short on the following three items, canned meat, canned pastas, and canned fruit. So if you, next time you're going to Aldi or Schnucks or, or Deerberg's, if you could pick up some of those items from the grocery store and place them in that shopping cart over there by the office, that would be greatly appreciated. You may also give a monetary donation if you so choose to do that. Uh, you can use that envelope in the, in, the pew, uh, in the pew rack there. Just mark on it, food pantry, so we know where that donation goes to. Our bell choir is in great need of some ringers for this upcoming ministry year. Rehearsals start in September, and rehearsals are on Wednesday night, 7.30 is when they'll start. That would be a great blessing if you could serve in that way and make beautiful uh, music and praise to our Savior and our Lord. If you'd like more information about that, I know uh, Ryan Meyer would be very happy to talk to you, or Jen Schmidt would be very happy to talk to you as well. So please can prayerfully consider that in serving in that way. Our LAMP mission team had a, a really a wonderful time of ministry in Brochet and Lynn Lake, Canada over the last half of July. We're very happy that they arrived back home safely last week, and we look forward to hearing about that trip. The LAMP team will be giving a presentation during Bible class hour next Sunday, August 13th. So thank everybody here who supported them, especially with prayers and with monetary donations as well. And we look forward to hearing about that special ministry next weekend during the Bible class hour. 
And we are blessed today to welcome to Chapel of the Cross, Debbie Dijak. Uh, Debbie, uh, could you please come forward as, as I talk? Uh, Debbie is a, a Lutheran missionary to Latvia, serving as regional care coordinator for other Lutheran missionaries as they serve on the mission field in that area. And I'll ask her just to share a few words with you now. Debbie? Good morning. You all have a wonderful church. The reason I was late is because I was talking to Jonathan and lots of other people. <laughs> so you have a really friendly, wonderful church. I was here for the morning service. Um, my friend Jan Ballard is from Alton, and we met each other in, in Phoenix. Um, I'm actually a member. We're both members of St. Paul's in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, but I... I'm currently a distant deaconess student in Fort Wayne, but I'm living on the campus of the St. Louis Seminary, which is absolutely gorgeous. I love living there. Um, I'll be deploying to Riga, Latvia, probably in January. And so I'm the new care coordinator for the Eurasia region. So I have a long history um, with a nursing profession, so I'm used to kind of caring for people and helping people and networking and all those things. We have about 86 souls in the Eurasia region right now. And as you can imagine, um, wife and children, <laughs> there's a lot of things that they could probably use help with. We just had a couple that was staying on missionary housing um, that left yesterday morning in the giant rainstorm for back to Indonesia with four children. Uh, the last one is like 11 months old. So missionaries do a lot of amazing things. So thank you for sending and supporting and praying. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. And, and Debbie will be, she's got a little table outside, uh, outside the church there, and she's, there's some prayer cards there. We encourage you to take those and pray for Debbie and others on the mission field, as well as sign up for her newsletter. So uh, if you put your email address down, you'll get Debbie's, Debbie's uh, newsletter. And, and thank you, Debbie, for being here. Our director for this weekend is Marty Albers. Marty is right here. He's going to greet you at the back door as you leave today. Get to know Marty as one of your members of the Board of Directors here at Chapel of the Cross. And our, our elder of the week this weekend is Jonathan Bellman. John is standing in the back by the door there. He'll also greet you at the back door as you, greet, as you leave today. Get to know Jonathan as one of your elders here at Chapel. God's blessings to everybody as we worship together today. We share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our opening hymn.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Since we have such a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus Christ our Lord, let us with confidence draw near to God that we may receive mercy and find grace in time of need. Have mercy on us, O God, according to your loving kindness. In your great mercy, wash away our iniquity and cleanse us from our sin. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and renew a right spirit within us. Do not remove us from your presence. Do not take your spirit away. Restore to us the joy of your salvation and sustain us with your spirit. Amen. God is merciful and gracious, granting forgiveness through Jesus Christ to all who confess their sin. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, though we do not deserve your goodness, still you provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may acknowledge your gifts, give thanks for all your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading for today is from Isaiah, the 55th chapter. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. 
See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm of the day is portions of Psalm 136, and we speak that responsively. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and the stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. To the one who remembered us in our lowest state, his love endures forever and freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever and who gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. Our epistle reading is from Romans, the ninth chapter. Paul, Paul writes, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, the people of Israel. Theirs is the adoption of sons. Theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away, so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven. He gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The congregation may be seated. At this time, the children may come forward for the children's message. Good morning, guys. How are you all today? Good. You good? Um, you guys might find this hard to believe, but sometimes on Sunday morning, I get hungry. Does anybody else get hungry on a Sunday morning? Yeah. Yep. yeah. You're hungry now. I hear you. Well, well um, so today, I was, I was really smart, I was really prepared, and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a snack to church. So I did. So I brought some, do you see what these are? They're, that's a great snack, you're right. This is, this is chocolate chip cookies. You know, there is nothing better than some chocolate chip cookies and a little coffee or maybe a little milk. You know, that's, that's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, mmm is right. Yeah, that's good. So, um, so I, I had my snack, and my wife, Mrs. Lesh, she saw my snack, and she says, you know what? You should share your snack. That's kind of a problem. You know why that's a problem? There's like five in here. There's not many cookies in this little bag. 
So, what do you think I should do? Maybe have everybody have just a little itty-bitty bite? No, that wouldn't be enough, would it? And what about everybody here? Would they, would they, could I share all these, all these, with all these people here? Probably not, yeah. Now, there, there is a story I just read from the Gospel of Matthew. Did you hear that story? So, so there, is, there is this huge crowd that followed Jesus, okay? And, and um, a lot of people were, were, were wanting to listen to him. And, and did you hear the number of people that were following him? 5,000. And that's just the men. So then there were also moms there, and there were also kids there. So there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Yeah, and, and um, guess what? It was lunchtime, and they were hungry. Now, there is one boy there who was really well prepared. Did you hear that in the story? We did, you know, the Gospel of Matthew doesn't talk about the, who the boy was, but in the Gospel of John, it says, it says that there was a boy that brought a little lunch with him, and he had five little loaves of bread and two fish. Two fish. It was a nice little lunch. It wasn't cookies. He was smart, and he, and he brought some, a good lunch. But nobody else brought a lunch, so nobody else was prepared except him. And the disciples said to Jesus, well, we can't feed anybody. All we have is five loaves of bread and two fish. What did Jesus do? Make it into like thousands. He made it into thousands and thousands of pieces of bread and pieces of fish, didn't he? And, and the Bible says everybody got some and didn't have just a little nibble, but they had as much as they wanted and they were satisfied. And even there were some left over. Can you imagine that? There was 12 basketfuls of, of bread and fish left over. It was really a miracle, wasn't it? So you see Jesus doing this a lot in the Bible. Jesus, Jesus takes something that's just, just a little, just there's not much there, and then he makes it something even greater. And something that you didn't think is going to work out, and it works out just fine, right? You know, we, we see that very often with Jesus with us. You know, there, this, this, this is the same Jesus who did this miracle. It's the same Jesus who went to the cross. And he died on the cross, didn't he? That didn't look like it was going to turn out so good, did it? No, but it did, didn't it? It turned out great because Jesus did die, and that was terrible. But because he died, he forgave all of our sins. And then what happened three days later? He rose from the dead. And what day do we call that? Easter. Easter. He rose on Easter morning, and he promised the gift of heaven to all of us. And he shows his compassion and his care and his love to you and me, just like he showed his compassion and his care and his love to all those people who were hungry on that day. Isn't that wonderful? Now, I, I think, actually, I brought, I brought some more of these with me. Not for everybody out there, <laughs> but maybe enough for all of you here, okay? So, and I'll give you some of that after we pray, okay? So let's, let's pray. You, you, I'll pray and then you, you uh, repeat after me, okay? Dear Lord, thank you for your compassion, for your care, and for your love. Help us to share your love with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, thanks, guys. You can come up and grab a bag as we start to sing our, our sermon hymn.
the Lord our God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and bless you this day. Amen. How many times in life have each one of us found ourselves beaten, being beaten down by, the, by worldly things? It seems like when bad things happen or when we receive bad news, it causes us to stop and contemplate our next move. In our pondering, we can get so caught up and overcome with frustration where we often find ourselves asking if it could get any worse. In fact, there are probably some of you now listening to this message who are dealing with some unsettling news, wondering what your next move should be. You might feel that the world you live in is relentless and beats you even further down when you're at your lowest. I don't know about you, but for me it can cause fear and all sorts of emotions that I sometimes have a hard time understanding and dealing with. Each one of us deals with these things differently though. Some people just want to be left alone and others find comfort in being with someone and talking about it. Sometimes it feels like you are being pushed over the edge when your spouse, your children, and your friends and family are just constantly nagging you with questions or wanting you to do something that you are just not in the mood to do. But we are not alone in these trials and tribulations. For God understands and knows the heartaches and troubles that we deal with daily. Jesus himself knows this all too well. Jesus' life was full of people rejecting him, accusing him of lies and demanding of him signs and wonders, even when it was not in his will to perform a miracle. But our Lord is compassionate and shows mercy and grace not only to those who believe in him, but to all creation. He does not want to see people or a world living in misery, suffering from ailments or being cast aside to fend for themselves. So instead, Christ comes to all who will hear him in order to make a difference, to provide and carry you and the whole world out there through. He teaches, he equips, and he shows a better way. He wants you as believers to be good stewards, his church, as a light unto the world. For if we trust in Christ and listen to what he has to say, then we have the ability to endure and build each other up and show the love of God to all who so desperately need it. Now today's gospel lesson tells us uh, about a time that Jesus received some troubling news. John the Baptist was just killed, as you can read in the previous chapter. Upon hearing the word of John's death, we can read in verse 13 that Jesus withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. That place that Jesus withdrew from was most likely near Bethsaida, a town in the northeastern corner of the sea of Galilee. Jesus did this as he knew that Herod, Antipas, which is one of King Herod's sons, was probably looking for him and, and he knew that this area was out of Herod's control. Jesus was obviously deeply troubled by hearing the news of his cousin John's death and wanted to be left alone to grieve the loss of his loved one. Jesus also knew that his death was coming soon and probably needed some time alone to prepare for what was to come. What has happened to Jesus here is something that I know we all understand. Losing someone that we deeply care about hurts something fierce and causes some of that heartache we were just talking about a little earlier. And like Jesus, we see our own mortality and know that our time in this world is almost up. 
God does not want us to be stoic or emotionless. For God gave us feelings for a reason. It helps us to connect with one another and look to Him for guidance. When Jesus was often troubled, He removed Himself and sought out solitude in order to pray to His Father and be strengthened. We have that same ability to speak to our Father above when we are troubled. God has also blessed us with parents, friends, pastors, and other resources to speak to for comfort and consolation. God has made us to be an interactive people and to help carry each other's burdens in our time of need. God's work through His creation, He works through His creation. He works through you to show that His love his mercy and His grace is still present as His Holy Spirit dwells among us all. Now Jesus did not have much time to mourn and heal from the death of John, for as the second half of verse 13 and 14 says, but when the crowds heard it, they followed Him on foot from the towns. When He went ashore, He saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now here is the word that I want us all to remember. Compassion. Even when Jesus was at a low, he still had compassion for the people that followed him into this desolate place. Even when his own disciples urged him in verse 15 to send the crowds away so that they may buy food for themselves, Jesus wanted them to stay because of the compassion that he had for them. The compassion that Jesus had for the crowds in this story, he has for us. Jesus sees that we are in need, that we are in trouble, and that we have no way out. We are like sheep without a shepherd. We are at times rejected and harassed. Christ knows that we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So Jesus looks at us and has compassion. How does he have compassion on us? By the whole salvation story. He lives for us, He dies for us, He rises for us, and He prepares a place in heaven for us. He has mercy on us, loves us, and forgives us, walks with us in our troubles, our anxieties, and our worries. He also promises never to leave us or forsake us. And then, because He has had compassion on us, we can share that compassion of Jesus with others. Now as Jesus sees how anxious you are to be with Him, He also saw how anxious this crowd was to be with Him as well. He was moved by their human conditions and revealed God's grace and mercy to them with compassionate words and actions. Jesus knew this crowd of people was suffering from rejection, harassment, and were outcasts in their own communities. They were lost sheep who did not have a shepherd, sheep that did not have someone to guide and nourish them. Most of us might become annoyed by such demands, but not Jesus. It is our Father's will that we love our neighbors and see to their needs, right? To help and minister to them and make their needs a priority as you are to have compassion on them, just like Jesus. How desperate of a world do we live in today? People around us daily are looking for something to believe in, something to trust in, and someone to follow. We, as disciples of Christ, are too often overly concerned about ourselves and those who only belong to the household of God. God is not only concerned about your spiritual and 
physical needs, but he is concerned about the spiritual and physical needs of the whole world. Because of God's compassion, Jesus came to reestablish his rule over all creation. It is God's will that everything that has ever been broken or twisted in such a way be restored. Yes, it is hard to stand up for what you know is right. God told us that it would not be easy and that you would face persecution, isolation, and even death. But Christ died and was resurrected for you and for everyone who will hear and believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. He has placed this truth, the living word, in your hearts to proclaim. For God has established the Holy Church, of which you are members, and Christ being the head. And as it was told to you today in Isaiah 55, 4 through 5, Behold, I made him, Jesus, a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. We have been created to glorify his name. We glorify it by speaking his word boldly to the lost sheep. We glorify his name by helping the sick, the homeless, widows, and orphans, and to anyone whom God points you to in order to show his compassion on. This is like Jesus said in verse 16. They need not go away. You give them something to eat. And as you know, Jesus is the head of the church. So he commands you, the church, to feed and nourish these sheep. Not to make excuses like the disciples who said to him, but we have only five loaves and two fish. The disciples are not lacking faith here. They're not lacking faith in Jesus, and neither are you. If anything, if anything is lacking, it's in the understanding who is actually doing the work. You. Or God. None of us, none of us, I tell you, can accomplish anything by our own strength. It is God who strengthens and does the work, teaching us to show compassion for one another. This is the message that the Gospel of Matthew is making abundantly clear. Only Jesus Christ, God, has the power over the things that He has created. Only God can take the sick and heal them. Only God can take five loaves and two fish and feed 5,000 men plus women and children. It is only God who can satisfy your needs by providing for what you need. And it is our God who is teaching and equipping each and every one of us to give the world something to eat. For through you, God feeds his sheep and shows his endless compassion and love to a world who so desperately needs him. Just as the disciples needed to experience the power and provision of Christ, you also need to experience the same. For you are to participate in that power and see how it flows through you. This account in Matthew is not just a, a story about a miracle, but a story about discipleship. You are a disciple of Christ, and you are central to this story. And through Jesus, he wants you to understand that he will take care of you 
no matter where and what you are facing. In God's compassion, you have the power to make a change. Because through Jesus Christ, who died and was resurrected, gave you the power over all things and strengthens you no matter how hard it gets. Jesus knows when you are at your lowest. He calls for you to look to him and cast your burdens upon him so that he may strengthen you to deal with the stresses that this world throws at you. So call upon his name and he will sit you down and feed you through his word and sacraments, forgiving you for where you fell. And like those 12 baskets of compassion in this story that were left over, he will give you what you need to bless others who come to you. For God graciously gives abundantly. That's you and for those around you may be blessed and glorified through Christ Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We stand as together we confess our common faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. That's printed for you on page 8 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, through Isaiah, you invite us to buy wine and milk without money and without cost. May we always enjoy that free feast of salvation prepared by your Son, our Savior and Lord. For blessing us so richly and so freely, we give you our thanks. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, we again thank and praise you for Chapel Summer Camp Ministry, for each and every child who attended this summer, and for the counselors, volunteers, and directors who served. As your gospel has been proclaimed, we ask that your spirit would work powerfully in the hearts of those who heard of your saving love. May the seed of the word that was sown bear abundant fruit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of the church, we pray for your blessing upon all missionaries, pastors, teachers, and laity. As they share the gospel, multiply their words and deeds, even as you multiplied the loaves and fish in those miracles you did while on earth. We especially pray this day for LCMS missionary Debbie Dijak as she serves you and your people in Latvia. Bless her in her travels and in the ministry that you have given. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, bestow your power of healing upon the sick, the infirm, and the homebound. We especially bring to you those whom we now name before you in our hearts. Strengthen the faith of all for whom we pray. Assure them of your presence in all circumstances and grant them, finally, life eternal with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of grace and comfort, visit those who need your love and care as they mourn the death of loved ones, especially Marlene Crawford and her family upon the death of her grandson, Charles Jost. Give your strength and peace that passes all understanding as they lean on your promises of salvation and resurrection. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, we join Ken and Marilyn Kreitner in praising you for their marriage as they celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. 
Continue to bless theirs and all the marriages in our church family. And we give thanks with Jordan Hill and his family as they celebrate his birthday today. Continue to watch over and bless Jordan and all others celebrating your special gifts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, O God, for all who are in any danger. Hold your hand of protection over those who serve in the armed forces of our nation. Keep them safe by your grace. Protect all who serve us in law enforcement and firefighting, those who respond to medical emergencies, and all others who put their lives in danger to protect us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, at this special time of the year, many of our children are returning to school. We ask for the blessings of your protection and guidance as they grow emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. Bless also the teachers and the school administrators and support staff as they prepare for another school year. Give them wisdom, patience, and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. We stand as we sing our offertory together. Blessed Lord, you have given us your holy scriptures for our learning. May we so hear them, read, learn, and take them to heart, that being strengthened and comforted by your holy word, we may cling to the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father... 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our recessional hymn together, Almighty Father, bless the word. 